0: In this tutorial, use the Max Creation Graph or MCG to develop a simple yet effective clone tool. Keep in mind, you need 3ds Max 2016 or newer to access MCG. If you are new to MCG, you may first want to try the tutorial named An Introduction to MCG featured on this channel to cover the basics. In a new session of 3ds Max 2016 or newer, choose Scripting, Max Creation Graph Editor Since you know the purpose here is to create a clone modifier, you may want to start with that, that is, a modifier output. Drag an Output modifier operator into the editing area. Since you're working on a modifier, you also know that you need an object for an input, an object that you want to clone. Under Implicit Parameters, choose the Modifier Trimesh operator, and drag it also into the editing area. This input represents the selected object, the one that is listed at the bottom of the modifier stack. Using this Clone Modifier, you want to be able to duplicate an object and control the duplicate's placement using Transform Offsets. For that reason, you need an operator that enables you to do both. Use the Search Box tool to look for all operators that are associated with the word Clone. You can use the search box at the top of the operator list or by pressing X with the editing view active. You will find that there is an operator named Clone and Transform Mesh that seems to fit the bill. Add it to the working area. Note that the operators are color-coded based on their nature. The Clone and Transform Mesh operator for example is purple, Indicating it is a compound. A compound is a collection of operators that are designed to work together, a graph within a graph sort of a thing. You can see what this subgraph or compound is like by right clicking its title and opening it in another tab. You can see it's made of six operators, one of which is in fact another compound, which can also be opened and viewed in its own tab. This one reveals yet another Compound, which is yet another subgraph of its own. You'll learn more about Compounds in another tutorial. For now, close the additional tabs to go back to your Clone Modifier project. The Clone and Transform Mesh Compound has three inputs. The first one to accommodate a mesh, so that's an easy connection to make. The second input is to define a duplicate count. Here you want to be able to input a number value. Drag out the COUNT input socket and type param for parameter. Two options are displayed. Choose the int32 which is an integer or a whole number. You don't care about decimals when you're specifying a clone count. Give the new operator a name such as Number of Clones. Set the minimum and default values to 1 and leave the maximum value at 100 for now. You still need to define the Transform Matrix input, but we'll come back to that in a second. First consider the value I Array, output. This represents the clone object's results. You may consider combining all the clones you create into a single object to make scene management easier. Drag out the value I Array socket and look for Combine. Choose the Combine All Meshes Operator to combine all duplicates as a single object. You can now connect the Combine All Meshes Output to the Output Modifier input. Let's go back and take a look at the Transform Matrix input now. As you know, transforms relate to Position, Rotation and Scale. A Transform Matrix contains information related to all of these three transforms. Start with Position. Drag out the Transform Matrix input and look for a Translation Matrix operator. Translation in 3D lingo is a synonym for Position. The Translation Matrix operator has an input for a vector which relates to the X, Y, Z axes. Connect the Vector3 operator to it. Now you have access to define the 3-axis inputs. Essentially, You'll be feeding a position vector data into a Position or Translation matrix, which in itself feeds into the larger Transform matrix. You still need to define the X, Y, Z inputs of the Vector3 operator though. To make things a little bit easier to understand, start by setting the Y and Z inputs to a constant with a value of 0. This means that you will temporarily only get duplicate offsets in the X direction. To define the X input, add the parameter single operator to it. Here, you use single so that you can use decimal numbers. Give it a name, such as X offset, and adjust the other values if you want. Setting a default value other than 0.0 would ensure that you see something on screen as soon as you define the number of clones. Try a value of 10.0 for starters. Always remember to add a dot zero to any value you want to use as a float or decimal value. You're actually ready to test your new modifier. Choose Save As and give your new modifier a name. Name it mcg-clone. The mcg-prefix is meant to make it easier to find in the modifier list. Also note that the new graph you are creating is saved under your username in a subfolder named Max Creation Graph. Once it is saved, choose Build-Evaluate so you can actually use it in 3ds Max. Create a simple object, such as a teapot or even simple box, and go to the Modify panel. Note that you have a new modifier named MCG Clone. Go ahead and select it. It has two parameters, one to define the number of clones and one to define the X offset. Note that the Number of Clones label is too long. Change it in the graph to Number Sign of Clones, using the number sign instead of the letters. Also add colons to both labels in the graph to add a small separation between labels and input boxes. When you change a value, make sure you press Enter to confirm the changes, otherwise they may not carry over to the modifier. Choose File-Save to update the tool and evaluate it again. This looks better. Try it out by varying the number of clones and the distances in X. This is a good start, but you obviously would need offsets in the other directions as well. In the Max Creation Graph window, delete the constant operators connected to the Y and Z inputs. To add parameters similar to the X-Offset, you can clone that operator with a simple Shift-Move, this is very similar to the Slate Material Editor workflow. Connect the new operators and rename them accordingly. Save the graph and evaluate it again. Because of the default offset values of 10, the default placement of the clones may seem a bit odd. You may want to reset the default values to 0.0 now that you understand the offset behavior. You may also need to delete and reapply the modifier for the changes to take effect this time around. This is a very good start. In the next movie, you add parameters to control the rotation and scale of the clones.